2: Back in and rolling on the Gabe Kuhn Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. And on the line now is host of the BetMGM Tonight podcast and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Ryan Horvath on X at Ryan Horvath, just one T. Insider Calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. And also be sure to listen to the BetMGM Tonight podcast for more of Ryan's analysis. Ryan, what's happening, brother? How are you?
3: I'm doing better. Got hit by the uh, big C last week. Unfortunately, my son brought the vit. home from school the old 19 for for the whole family. Uh, right after, you know, he had it on Thanksgiving. We, We didn't test positive on Thanksgiving, but he had this like dry cough and I was like, Oh, we're in big, big trouble. We're all sitting at the dinner table. And then the next thing you know, it's uh championship week in college football. And I can't even do my own show because I have no voice. I have this lingering cough, but luckily I was able to go back into the studio last night. I've tested negative and I'm ready to rock. And, uh, I'm excited, man. Like, I love college football season, but it's an absolute grind. I work <clears throat> seven days a week during college football season. Now I only work six days a week. So as much as I love it, like I love bowl season, I still get my college football. We still get the playoff. I work a little bit less. And now I can focus fully on the NBA, which I've fallen in love with the in-season tournament. Can't believe those right. words just left my mouth. And uh, the NFL. I could, I could, like, fully go in. I, is it just me, though? And I love football more than anything on this planet, other than my family, has this not been, like, one of the weirdest, worst NFL seasons we've had in a long time? It's not just, like, <laughs> the injuries, the quarterback injuries. Like, all the big games haven't really lived up to the hype. Whereas in college football, every game that we got excited for, man, yep. lived up to the hype. Even well, somewhere, well, it was like, you know, the Iron bull lived up to the hype.
2: Well, in the NFL, too, and what I'd point to is the quarterback play just seemingly is down. The fact that we have Dak Prescott and yep. Brock Purdy with the best MV- MVP cases <laughs> right this second. And the fact that, like, just – sort of generally speaking, the MVP race is just kind of lame. Like, I, I don't yeah. know how you feel about it. It just feels like, you know, maybe at some point, I know we're running out of time here, maybe at some point Patrick Mahomes or Lamar or somebody steps up or Jalen Hurts. Um, but it doesn't seem like there's anybody making a massive MVP case. No one's having that just unbelievably tremendous year. Besides, I mean, I look at Dak and I look at Brock Purdy, but those are just insanely lame MVP candidates, just to be honest with you. I think I Dak, yeah. I would take Dak over Brock Purdy, though, at this moment. I, I have said if Brock Purdy wins the uh, wins the MVP, I might give up on MVPs for the rest of my life because I, I I I think Dak largely has lifted up a lot of the guys around him. Yes, C.D. Lamb's done some help, uh, uh, given him some help, but Brock Purdy is lifted up by everyone around him, and it's been obvious when he's had injuries, it's been sort of tough for him like he has struggled when he when Trent Williams is out and Debo Samuel is out but what do you think about it I mean it's it's that that's part of the the luster of the season has been lost I think because of that
3: yeah yeah I mean it's it's a big week actually for the MVP I feel because if Dallas is able to beat Philadelphia you know then I think Dak takes over as the favorite because of the points that you just made especially with Purdy like he has still one of the best tackles, if not the best left tackle in the league in Trent Williams. But if Trent Williams ain't out there, that offense looks a lot different because I don't really love the interior of the offensive line, you know, but they have Debo, they have Brandon. Ayuk, so you have a zone beater. You have a man beater. You have Christian McCaffrey, who's the top five back, maybe the best back in all football because of what he does. And then defensively, like the only issue for them is, you know, uh, they don't have the best secondary in the world. You get hit him with some explosive plays, but they have that pass rush now with Chase Young, Nick Bosa. Fred Warner is still one of the best inside linebackers in the game. So they're like this perfect football team. You know, Dallas is really good defensively. And on the offensive side of the ball, Ceedee Lamb's, you know, proven that he's the number one wide receiver. He looks like an all-pro. He looks like he could be offensive player of the year if it wasn't for Tyreek Hill putting up ridiculous numbers. But, like, Dak last year threw a bunch of picks, led the league in interceptions. This year, cleans that up. You know, and he lost Ezekiel Elliott. And I know that Ezekiel Elliott is not Ezekiel Elliott anymore, but you know, they were together since they came into the league, you know, Tony Pollard, the run game has been a huge and- letdown for Dallas. So it's all fallen on the shoulders of Dak and that's the top offense in the league. So I'm with you. The only bet that I would make though, because they're both three to one, I would say, okay, if you're a believer in the Kansas city chiefs, I it, it's, it's plus six fifty right now. You're never getting that price on Patrick Mahomes right. again. If they win out, you know, and the defense is even a little bit down this year. Um, And, you know, your number one weapon is a rookie in Rice. Travis Kelsey, still really good, but getting a little bit older. MVS stinks. You know, Sky Moore hasn't been the guy we thought he was going to be. So this will be the year where, man, if the Chiefs get the number one seed somehow and home field advantage, you would almost have to give it to Mahomes. And I think, like, the debate would be over. Yeah, Brady has the rings, but if you take – a team with MVS as your number two wide receiver as the number one seed in the AFC, I think you're the greatest quarterback of all time. Because I come yeah. with, uh, you know, great give, Green Bay for a couple years. I'll give of years. you that. MVS, like he's the same guy that he was, man. Year one, year two, he just he's he's got great speed, great height, but damn, like he can't run a route and he can't well, catch the
2: football. I'm telling you, I, I feel like uh, Andy Reid talks to him before the game. He says you're going to get ten snaps, five of them <laughs> will be on pass plays, and those five pass plays, you're going to be running a skinny post. Right. <laughs> so take advantage exactly. of the opportunity. And it's kind of it's kind of funny, Ryan. He wins like every time on a skinny post. He, but we had what was it the uh, the pass interference last week, yep. and then the week before that, we had a, him just dropping a wide open a wide open skinny post for a touchdown that ultimately
3: hurt. The I shouldn't Chiefs. be I shouldn't be hating though because last week it's gotten so bad for MBS. His receiving yards prop was twelve and a half, and I was like, oh, a revenge game against Green Bay. That's one catch because, like you said, all he does is run a skinny post. And so we he had one grab, I believe, in the game, but it was for 14 yards. So I was like, all right, I'll take this. But so I guess I shouldn't hate so much at MBS right now because he made me some money. He bought me dinner last
2: night. <laughs> right, nice. Nice to hear. But yeah. uh, I, I've been saying this, and I've been beating this drum um, for at least the last four or five weeks. That Chiefs team, I don't know what you think, but I think they are incredibly flawed. And as much as they have the championship DNA, I think they can rebound. I think they can find ways around it. You still have Andy Reid, one of the best offensive play callers of all time. You have one one of, if not the best, quarterback of all time. You have one of, if not not the best, pass-catching tight ends of all time. I think they can all figure it out. Their defense has been solid along the way, although the last two weeks they've sort of fallen off. Um, I, I think they can sort of capture lightning in a bottle and go on a run. But so far, I haven't really seen the... The, the I haven't seen anything that makes me think that they're going to do that anytime soon, right? Like, how flawed do you think they are? And do you think that, like, you you would really bet them to win a Super Bowl
3: this year? Mm, I would not this year. Um, like, in fact, I bet the Bills this week against the Chiefs. I bet it at 3.5. We're down to 1.5. It's really tempting now to grab Mahomes and Andy Reid off a loss where they were almost touchdown favorites, you know, back at Arrowhead. Uh, but I haven't done that yet because I think the bills are the right side right now. And I mean, I love spags. I love Steve Spagnuolo. I think he's a genius as defensive coordinator. I love Andy Reid. love Patrick Mahomes, love Travis Kelsey, but I don't love the depth on that team. They've been a little bit beat up. And right now they're bottom five against the run on the defensive side of the ball. You know, the bills run game is trending top 10 right now. I think the bills are going to be able to run the ball against them. And then we know spags loves the blitz. So like, let's use this week for an example. Since 2020, the chiefs, You know, who are they going to have to beat? It's not going to be the Bengals anymore because there's no Joe Burrow. Um, Buffalo, maybe they get it right, right? And so there's been five matchups since 2020, and this is really telling. Like, the splits are crazy because when Josh Allen's pressured compared to when he's kept clean, like when he's under pressure, he's not the same guy. When he's kept clean, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, obviously. But I was looking at this, man. Like, the Chiefs right now, they're still blitzing at a crazy rate. Like, the last two seasons, they blitzed a lot on early downs but they were getting home at the fourth-highest rate. This season, they're still blitzing at the eighth-highest rate, but they're not getting home. They're 29th uh, in pressure rate on those early-down blitzes. Last week, a great example, Jordan Love. They blitzed them 16 times. They only got home three times. He absolutely torched them. And again, with this matchup, Bill's offensive line, top 10 right now, pass blocking, I think that's a bad matchup, but that's what worries me about the Chiefs, why I'm going to say, like, I don't know if they can make a run this year because the defense is still really good. But they struggle against the run, and they struggle like you could attack them in the middle of the field. Their linebackers have been beat up. It's just going to have to be Mahomes carrying a team to a Super Bowl. That's just not something I want to bet when your number one wide receiver is a rookie. And again, I like Kelsey, but he's 35 years old now. You know, MBS isn't that guy, and, uh, yeah, if you're betting them, it's you're betting on Mahomes and Andy Reid pretty much because right. that is a flawed team
2: right now. I, I think I, like largely they've been a defensive football team this year, and I think people get surprised yeah. when they hear that. But their defense is not trending in a, in a correct direction right now, as you sort of mentioned with the rushing yards and everything else. But we'll see how it all ages because every time we seem to doubt that team, they'll figure something out down right. the stretch of the season and start playing good football. Now tonight we have. Uh, and, uh, you know what? Another thing about the NFL season that, the, 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 where the luster's lost a little bit, I think last week we had some pretty good matchups in primetime, but the primetime matchups have not been good. And that, it starts with a really bad one, I think, in Thursday night football this week. We have uh, the old Patriots versus the Steelers. Uh, this is a historic low for, for, uh, for over-under for a total. I think we're at 30 right this second. Third. Yeah. So this I don't expect much from this game tonight. Um but the Steelers somehow are 7 and 5, which just blows my mind at this point in the year.
3: 7 and 5 and you look at their point differential, like they've been outgained in every single game this season. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense except for uh Well no, I
2: think the week wasn't it the week they've they've been they outgained one team this year is the week after they fired uh, Matt Canada. Oh, that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, But they only scored 16 points and won, what, 16-10 to over the Jake Browning Bengals? Yeah, (laughs) Where they had 400
3: yards? That one's actually been wiped out of my memory because they couldn't do anything against Arizona last (laughs) week. Right, they got Uh, killed. That was just just pitiful, man. And I get like, you know, you got Mitchell Trubisky playing in the second half. He's going to be playing tonight. So here's the – like, the Patriots are terrible. I I hate that I have to watch this game, but, you know, we only have a couple more of these left, and so – Uh, I had to bet it, of course. And there's a couple things I do like. Uh, I like Hunter Henry over two and a half receptions. And I had to take the Patriots at six just because I can't make Mitch Trubisky a six-point favorite. (laughs) Right? Like, Bailey Zappi was awful last week. But he was a little bit better in the second half of the game. Their own line is going to have to be much better, though, in pass protection. Zappi was pressured on 37% of his dropbacks against the Chargers, who are, I believe, 29th in pass rush win rate, and also playing without Joey Bosa. So that's not good, especially when you're about to play T.J. Watt and the Steelers, who are getting a little bit healthier defensively. So I think tonight with Zappi, like, they can stay in this game if they're able to run the ball whatsoever, which, I mean, you got Zeke, good luck, and they're going to need a bunch of quick throws. Uh, the Steelers are playing a ton of man coverage this season, the fourth highest rate in the league. They don't have very good linebackers, so I think you could attack them in the middle of the field. That's why I like that Hunter Henry over two and a half receptions. And Mika Fitzpatrick came back last week, but he broke his hand, so he's going to be playing with a broken hand. Yep. I think we're going to see like a bunch of crosser routes. They're going to attack the middle of the field. So we'll go Hunter Henry. Uh, the Cardinals' tight ends last week, 11 receptions for 120 hey, yards. Trey
2: McBride can game. play. He, he, so he has, really can't he has shown that he
3: can play. He can, but the Steelers just can't, for whatever reason, in the year 2023, defend heavy formations, two tight end sets, and that's all the Pats could run right now because they don't have any wide receivers that could create separation. So can't, I can't do it with Trubisky, six points, man. So give me the Patriots, even though they're terrible, and Bailey Zappi's not good, and I'll take uh, – but the big bet for me, Hunter Henry, over two-and-a-half receptions. Oh. A lot of people like Ezekiel Elliott, over two-and-a-half receptions. I refuse um, – in the year 2023, to bet any Zeke props, though. So well, I mean, and 20, also Zeke Zeke
2: like Zeke, uh, Zeke receiving props too. In the year 2023, come on, that's that's seems yeah, foolish, yeah, yeah. especially with their quarterback situation and how they run offense. Um, now, I, Patriots are two and ten. Bill Belichick. There's been a lot of rumors. Have you? I mean, the rumors about the Panthers wanting to trade for him or the Commanders wanting to trade for him. Would that be the biggest mistake those franchise could ma- fr- franchises could make at this point? I I can't see a world in which going past 2023, Bill Belichick is the guy that you want to run your franchise. Um, Because those two franchises in particular don't have talent. And I think it's similar to the Patriots right now. And we know that the Patriot way, you're not going to get a lot of free agents. No one seems to have fun when they play for Bill Belichick. I just, all these rumors about Bill Belichick, I know how good he's been in the past. We're talking about six Super Bowls. I mean, dynastic run with Tom Brady and everything else. But at this point, without Tom Brady, he's been bad. I, I don't get why there are why there are franchises that think it would be a good move to have him run the whole thing.
3: There's one team where if Bill Belichick goes there, I'll feel better about that team, and that's the Los Angeles Chargers because the Chargers can score points, and you already the got the quarterback. Got they got the quarterback, and if Kellen Moore agrees to stay, I kind of other than last week again, I kind of like. You know they got they got to get some wide receivers for Justin Herbert. They could actually stay on the field, man. Mike Williams is hurt every year. Keenan Allen's been good, but Quentin Johnson's been a complete bust. They should have drafted Kincaid. They they got to get. They or they re- should have drafted Zay
2: Flowers or any of these. Right. I think the next eight guys, next eight wide yeah. receivers that got drafted after Quentin Johnson have four hundred plus yards. He's at like two seventy. Yeah. he's been yeah. horrible. But I,
3: I mean, right. But I just said, like, they got Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack, which I get they both struggle to stay on the field and are getting older. But, I mean, we're talking about, again, like a pass rush that's outside the top 25, a run defense that stinks. If Bill goes there, we know one thing. They'll they'll be better defensively, and we can score points. So I'd feel better, like, in a situation like that. But, no, man, like, him going to the commanders with – I can't – I just can't see it. Like, he's had – He's had some opportunities here. He hasn't – got to remember, like, he has a lot of say in who he's drafting, right? And, like, he hasn't hit on any of these guys. Look at these wide receivers. None of them could create separation. You know, if I walk down the street in D.C. and I ask everybody, who's your favorite Patriots wide receiver? Like, nobody's going to have any clue who any of these guys are. People – I forget Juju smith is even on the roster. He's done yep. nothing this season. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. And, like, so, I – but he's had, you know, the Cam Newton year, I gave him a pass for He had Mac Jones. Mac Jones, I don't think he's as terrible as he's looked. Like, you go back to his rookie year, man, and he could play a little bit. I'm not a Bill O'Brien guy. I'm not a Matt Patricia guy. It's just been a big mess. And I think a lot of that has to fall on Bill because Bill's the head of the table. You know, he's the Roman Reigns. He runs the operation there. So, I personally, like, I'm a Packer fan. If they didn't get it right, I wouldn't have wanted Bill Belichick. I would almost rather have Jim Harbaugh. You know, Mm -hmm. it looks like he's obviously staying at Michigan, but no, man, like, not with a young team like that, but a team like the Chargers for sure. I, w- I would like
2: that. I can't get. I don't. I still don't understand how the Chargers have been so bad defensively. Like the fact that since Justin Herbert has gotten into the league, I think they the defense has let, let up more points than he scored, and they're, they're both historic numbers. I think one in that in that span, first in points allowed, first in points scored as an offense. Like it's 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 right. insane, and not to mention like the reason I can't understand it is you have Khalil Mack who you paid a whole bunch of money to. Derwin James got a contract. Austin Johnson's a guy they brought in this offseason. You have uh, Joey Bosa. They brought in J.C. Jackson, and it all fell flat. And you seemingly have that defensive head coach as your head coach in, in Brandon Staley. Now, again, I we, uh, we both know about Brandon Staley. He stinks. He's very, very bad. Situational football, coaching defense, whatever you thought he was going to do as the head coach with the Chargers, he has not been able to accomplish Um but it just blows my mind that defense has been so bad since Justin Herbert's been there.
3: Yeah, and and the reason, like, I know that Bill Belichick could still do a better job than Brandon Staley is J.C. Jackson. Like, J.C. Jackson was a complete bust the year and, I guess, a quarter that he was in uh, Los Angeles playing for the Chargers. Looked terrible. And then he goes back to New England, and he's not, like, looking like the shutdown corner he was, but he's serviceable. Just had to pick the other game. Right. J- like, he's... He's matching up with everybody's best. Actually, he's looked damn good, J.C. Jackson. So that's why it doesn't make sense, especially last year. I bought into the Chargers the last two years, like this year especially, because I was down on the Chiefs. The Chiefs are always going to make the playoffs as long as they have Patrick Mahomes because he's the greatest. But this is the year where I could see the Chiefs being an 11-12 win team. You know what I mean? And The Chargers mm-hmm. just couldn't take advantage with that roster, all that money that they spent, that quarterback. And it stinks, but they have no home field advantage. They have, you know, an idiot as a head coach. I hate to say it, but I was never a Brandon Staley guy. I remember everybody loved him so much. He was the social media head coach yep. of the year for like the first five weeks of the season because he went for it on fourth down. And then everybody bullied him because he made some questionable decisions. Now he's like punting on fourth and one. He's in his own head. He's going off on reporters. That's when you know it's time for him to go by
2: yeah. Now um,
3: they're five and seven, man. Five and seven. I, I, I with can't, all that talent.
2: I don't even know why. Like, what was it against the Vikings? They ended up winning that game, but he went for it on fourth and one yeah. and handed it off. Uh, on his own, like 27 or 30, whatever the hell it was, gave the Vikings a chance to go win it with Kirk Cousins. They just threw a pick late in that game. I thought he should have got fired regardless of the outcome of that game. And I think he I – mean, honestly, I could have made the case last, last year when they're up 29 to nothing, losing to the, uh, losing to the Jags, he should have got fired. I don't know why. And I guess it just has to – it comes down to uh, just franchise futility – why they haven't fired him? But he should have gotten fired by now. I, I I don't understand why they're waiting. It seems like maybe after the year they'll make that decision, but they should have made that decision already.
3: Yeah, I completely agree, man. Like you were, and you go back to that playoff loss. Trevor Lawrence making his first playoff start gives you four interceptions in the first half, too. Like you won the turnover battle, you had a twenty-plus lead in that game, and you blew it. He should have been gone because again, he's in charge of the defense. The defense has actually regressed since he's got this job, since he took over for Anthony Lynn, The offense has gotten better pretty much every season. So, like, what does that tell you right there? Anybody with any type of brains would be like, all right, we've got to make this change right now. We've got to get somebody in here. And I know not everybody's, you know, all for hiring these defensive coaches. Everybody wants the next Ben Johnson. I don't know, man. Some of these guys are pretty damn good. Look at what D'Amico Ryans is doing in Houston right now. I think he should be coach of the year. I placed that back yep. the other night, plus 250. Dan Campbell's getting a bunch of love. Dan Campbell was going to win the award. He should have won it last year. I get the Lions missed the playoffs, but like look what they did the second half of the season. Lost, Nobody had they, they won eight of
2: ten to end the year, right?
3: You know what I mean? Like this year, it's no. It's, Houston was projected to win five and a half games this season. They already have seven wins. I think they have a shot to win the South, especially with Trevor Lawrence yep. dealing with a high ankle sprain. I mean, sure he could play with it, but good luck, especially now they're on their third string left tackle. So. Now might be the time to buy in on Houston a little bit.
0: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink...
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
4: (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too.
2: Doesn't doesn't it sort of feel like if we're talking about a at least at this point obviously things change as we get deeper into the season as we get closer to playoff time but doesn't it feel like the NFC has a stronghold on who should win the Super Bowl at this point whether it be right. uh 49ers or Eagles or Cowboys whoever it is it just feels like the the championship winner the Super Bowl winner is is in the NFC because I just the AFC is decimated by quarterback injuries, and even the the teams you expect to be there are struggling. The Bills are six and six. The the Chiefs we already talked about they don't have any wide receivers, and their defense is is starting to uh, come back to earth a little bit. Like it just feels like the NFC is is going to is on a collision course to go win the Super Bowl,
3: which is crazy because coming into the season, you know, like before Aaron Rodgers goes down, and yes. like before the Bills are a huge letdown, and Joe Burrow goes you know, down. And, like, no, okay, so we didn't have, expe- like, expectations for the Patriots, but I don't think anybody expected them to be 2-10 and ten or whatever they are. You know what I mean? Like, we thought, you know, the Steelers, the Browns, man, with Deshaun before he goes down, that defense. Like, it was like, damn, like, who the hell is in the NFC? I remember we did, like, a topic, like, who's your top ten quarterback in the NFC? And I was like, whoo, geez, I have no idea. And everybody was going Jalen, and I was like, after one season, he's, he's your guy's top quarterback? Right. Like, I don't know. I would go Dak. I, maybe even like I have to go with longevity. So I was, I was making the case for Matthew Stafford. I, I think Matthew Stafford should be number one, your number one quarterback in the NFC problem is wow. he's, he's, you know, he's got, a, he's walking with a Walker right now. He's beat to hell. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it does seem like that, man, because San Francisco is almost the perfect football team because they have some weaknesses, but they're able to, because they're, they're they're coached, obviously, very well by Kyle Shanahan. Um, and, you know, John Lynch, say what you want about, like, the Trey Land stuff. He's done a really good job building that roster. They go they put all their chips in, you know, for a Christian McCaffrey and you know, Chase Young. And I like that. Because, okay, their weakness is they're secondary, but they fixed up their pass rush. You know what I mean? So quarterbacks yeah. don't have all day to scan the field. On the offensive side of the ball, yeah, you uh, struggle a little bit the interior offensive line. That's why... You know, you have Trent Williams still, and you have Debo Samuel, and you have Brandon Ayuk, so McCaffrey. Uh, Brock Purdy is able to get rid of the ball in 3.5 seconds. You know what I mean? So everything's so quick. And uh, they're almost like a damn perfect football team. And they're a terrible matchup for both of the teams that could actually compete with them, I think, because Philadelphia really has struggled to replace the slot corner position with Gardner Johnson leaving. And you could attack them in the middle of the field, and that's what San Francisco could do with George Kittle, Devo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and Christian McCaffrey as a pass catcher as well. Same thing with Dallas. Dallas has a really good defense, obviously, really good pass rush. But I don't love their linebackers because they're so beat up. You could attack them in the middle of the field. You know. And everybody loves Bland. People were talking on our show about yep. Bland as Defensive Player of the Year. There's a reason he has all those interceptions, man, because he's getting picked on. You know, it's like yep. interceptions, such a dumb stat. And then, um, and then, and then also, we saw in like, the
2: first half against the Seahawks a couple weeks ago that, yeah, maybe he's not the best cover corner we've ever seen in our lives.
3: Oh, he got picked on. Yeah, like, there's a reason why guys like Jair Alexander and Sauce Gardner are only going to have, like, one, two interceptions. You know, and Revis, you know, it's, I mean, it's a little bit different now, but the interception numbers are usually going to be low because nobody's targeting those guys. You know, they're, they're, they're trying to find the weakness on the field, so... Yeah, the interception numbers are good, but he's a liability out there. So I just think San Francisco's a really bad matchup for all the teams in the NFC. Right. Same thing in the AFC, except for if the Baltimore Ravens can figure out how to close games. Quarters one through three, point differential, number one team in the league, it's not even close. Fourth quarter of games, point differential, outside the top 20. With that run game, that defense, and Lamar, how the hell is that even possible? I don't. If they know. figure out how to close games though. Well, they just sort of sit the on the game. ball,
2: get conservative in the fourth quarter because they have these leads, and then they give them up. And that's sort of it's exactly what we. I mean, it's 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 laid out there. The stats, the metrics show it. And by the way, to your point about the Forty ers and the NFC and the other two teams and the Cowboys and the Eagles, I think uh, the fact that they have beat the Cowboys and the Eagles by a combined eighty four to twenty nine, I think that would tell yeah. you that yeah, they are they are. A bad matchup for the rest of the teams at the top of the NFC. So there is that. But, yeah, the Baltimore Ravens are the only team I look at. But but the fact that we're at a point in the year where it feels like the – it's not feels like. I think by the numbers, the Dolphins are the team that have the highest odds to get the number one seed in the AFC. I didn't think that was going to be the case. They are sort of the AFC version of the Cowboys, not by style, but in the fact that they lose to the good teams, the teams that are 500 or over, and they – Beat the teams that are 500 and below. I mean, that's just sort of who they are.
3: Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're going to be a scary team just because they can hang 40 on anybody. But, like, I always compare them to a Pac 12 team where they have, like, they're really flashy. Uh, they have Tyreek, they have Waddle, they can take the shots down the field. But they also have a top 10 run efficiency rate, too. I mean, they're able yep. to run the football as well, you know? And uh, that's what Mike McDaniel wants to do. He was the run game coordinator in San Francisco. But the, but the defense, like, they're. They were trending towards, I thought, maybe being one of the best defenses in the league when they finally got Ramsey back. But then you lose a guy like Phillips, man. Like, that's a tough loss right there. But they're scary. I just, just like Dallas, I need to see them win a big game. Because I bet the Cowboys before the season to win the Super Bowl, and everybody laughed at me. And I was like, I don't think you guys get how good this defense is. And I think Dak's going to have a bounce-back year, you know, with Kellen Moore gone. Kellen Moore's going to be good for Herbert. He wasn't good for Dak those final two years. So mm-hmm. Dak's playing really good football but I just got to see Dallas win one of these big games. You know, they've been bounced in the playoffs the last two years by San Francisco. And look at the play calling at the end of these games. Two years ago, it was the quarterback draw with no timeouts with Dak. And then last year, Kellen Moore, and Mike McCarthy, whoever wants to take blame, loses their mind, plays Ezekiel Elliott at the center position. And the funniest play in NFL history got blown off the line. You know what I mean? (laughs) So it's like, they got to be better. The scripted stuff for Dallas has been fine in these big games, but it's like, man, Mike McCarthy's just getting outclassed and outcoached. And so that's the thing. Like, do you really trust Mike McCarthy? Or I, I know everybody loves Nick Sirianni, but who do you want? McCarthy, Sirianni, or do you want Kyle Shanahan? I'll take Shanahan. And then in the AFC, you know, I, I do trust Harbaugh. I trust Andy Reid. So I could see Baltimore. I could see Kansas City. And I like Mike McDaniel. But I got to see the Dolphins win a big game, man. Because every yep. time they play one of these physical teams, even the Bills, the Bills just absolutely punk them.
2: Yep. Yep. That's just I – mean, they're, they're not built for physicality, it, it seems like. But we'll see. We'll see how all that ages. Now into college football, we have one game this week at Army-Navy. 16-1 uh, and one in the last 17 years, the under hit. Um, so 16 times in the last 17. Last year we had the over. How are we feeling about the Army-Navy game? 2 o'clock on CBS on
3: Saturday, 27 and a half. Do we like the under? Yeah, I, I still like the under in that game. I'm not going to lie. Last year I, – uh, I can't do it um, – I, I, w- I wanted to go to the game. It's like 20 minutes from my house, right. actually. And my wife screwed everything up. She scheduled Christmas photos for this Saturday at 2 p.m. So I'll be able to watch the game, but I won't be able to attend. And it's a top 10. get one of the greatest spectacles, in my opinion. I absolutely yeah. love the uh, Army-Navy game, man. But I'm going to take the points, actually, here with Navy plus three uh, in a lower-scoring game. I think this comes down to a field goal. And, you know, they were on a nice little run where I believe they won, like, 14 straight. Now they've lost four out of the last six. I think this is going to be a competitive game. I couldn't bet the over, though. I mean, I know everybody's going to be tempted. Every single year I get the text message from my brother. He bets the over every single year. I laugh at him. I remind him. Especially now, man. Like, with the new clock rules, do you really want to bet the over? <laughs> Absolutely not. It.
2: No. But
3: also, it's so, it's like, it's like Iowa. Like, all it takes, though, is one busted play, one scoop and score, one pick six and you're in big trouble the, the, but the problem is total. these
2: the problem is army and navy see the triple option every day at practice so like the amount of right. busts is a, it's going to be low like they know it's how to how to keep gap integrity and tackle the guy they're supposed to tackle so it's that's just right, a man. it's so- it's a draw it's just so it drags out um so no I, like as much as yeah you can say oh well one one dive play where he makes a guy miss up the middle and runs for and uh, a touchdown, you know, that could happen. It doesn't happen. It hasn't happened the last 17 years, quite frankly.
3: Right, exactly. So I'm going to just go with history and bet the under. Like you said, I mean, like, you see some, if you watch enough college football, obviously, like or if you watch any college football, you see a lot of undisciplined teams. I promise you're not going to see that this Saturday between the uh, Army and Navy. So, yeah, man, under for me, Navy with the points. And uh, that's what I'm rolling with in that one this weekend,
2: all right. Now, uh, this is the big topic of discussion. Then I'll let you roll. What do you think about the college football playoff and how it all shook out? Yeah, do you think Florida State was snubbed? Do you think I, I mean, I, I I have two different. my brain is is racked on this because I think, Uh, What should have happened is Florida State should have got in. 13-0, ACC champ. They didn't do anything to deserve to be left out. And quite frankly, they beat a higher-ranked team in their championship game than Texas did. But Texas jumped up two spots, and Florida State uh, dropped a spot. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It is what it is. Um, I think they should have got in, but at the same time, I am of the opinion— I want to see the best games out there. And I don't think Florida State would have provided the best games out there. I think any of these other three teams would have uh, been able to handle them relatively easily because their quarterback position right now is not, not in good
3: shape. Yeah, man. Like, I want a good product. And so I absolutely think Florida State got hosed here. They got screwed. And I have a bunch of family members, like all my cousins, they went to Florida State. So this is all I've heard about the last week and a half. And I get it. And I'm with you, though. Like, I want the best product. But I thought, I have a different take on this. And I don't think I've heard anybody else have this take. And I get it's probably not possible. But the NCAA just kind of throws stuff at the wall, and they make things up as they go along. It's run. I love college football. I hate the people that run college football. It's Mm -hmm. run by a bunch of... People that, let's be honest, don't love college football. And so I thought that this was a very easy conclusion to make here. I thought you should have went with the six-team playoff. I know the expanded playoffs come in next year. I always argued against the expanded playoff because it takes away from the regular season. But this year, it sure would have been nice because we have six pretty damn good teams. I'll I'll stop at six, though. I think Georgia, like I'm completely fine with Georgia not being in, but there's even a case to be made for Georgia. They lost their first game in two years. They're back-to-back defending champs they had one stinker. They're beat to hell right now. They're playing Brock Bowers is hurt. McConkie's hurt. You know what I mean? That's the first egg they've laid in a long time. Um, and then you have Florida state who's undefeated. I think you should have just went with the 16 playoff. Hey, this is the way that we're going to do it. We have six really good teams this year. Uh, we have to punish the teams that have lost games though. So they're going to play, you know, and then the, the winner of that game plays Florida state or you figure it out like that. Obviously like this isn't a dreamland, so that can't happen. But I think they made the right decision, and uh, I'm glad that I didn't have to make the decision. Right? Um, it sucks for Florida State. I feel terrible, especially like when you see Jordan Travis on social media apologizing. It's like, dude, yeah. I wish I would I wish I would have like, broke my leg three weeks earlier, four weeks earlier. That's nuts. The case I was trying to, you know, the case I was making though, because I did hammer Florida State against Louisville. What sucks is that defense though was playing. Pretty damn they good. Have, I think and, they're top five and stop percentage in in college football yeah. right now. <laughs> they're great. And like let's say Tate, let's say Tate Rodemaker could go, and it's not the third string yet. You know, like I didn't think Jordan Travis two years ago. There was a practice in this in the fall, and he threw a football pass in the wind that like came right back at him, and he cried, and he thought about leaving football. No, he thought about change in positions they were going to make him a wide receiver now all of a sudden you know the last two years he's been really good in the mike norvell system but you know he's not going to be a pro quarterback there's a reason why he's a fifth year senior um I, there's obviously a huge drop off but you still have man like coleman and, and you know johnny wilson who's six foot seven a, nicer and a pretty strong run game so that's what sucks for florida state is you never know. Ohio State won a national championship with their third-string quarterback. But it looked um, – I will
2: say this. It looked completely different when they got in the Big Ten championship sure. with Cardale Jones as compared to uh, Brock Glenn. to
3: be fair. I, I completely agree. I get your I'm, point. Just, I'm just saying it sucks. It sucks so bad. But, like, I would have been pissed if Texas was let out um, – I left out. I would have been really upset if Alabama was left out because I have the 14-1 to future that we played before the LSU <laughs> game. But in, in the last thing I'll say on it, though – Oh, I mean, the SEC was was mid this year. Let's not pretend that it was anything else. You know, so Bama almost got beat by Auburn. Florida State, I get... Okay, so Clemson was down this year. They still went into Death Valley and beat Clemson, a game that they actually should have lost. They still scheduled LSU in their non-con, beat them on a neutral field with, come Friday night, the Heisman at quarterback. You know what I mean? Like, they beat... Like, they had a pretty damn good resume in my opinion it just stinks that you know it was a letdown year for clemson so i don't know i feel terrible for florida state fans um i'll be betting them against georgia i, I, I think that's maybe the bet of bull season plus 14 they might even win that game outright they're gonna be so pissed off so uh yeah
2: and did you see they canceled the uh press conference too it was supposed to be today
3: I thought that, yeah, I did see that. I thought I think that they should just boycott the game and then just show up in the backyard. <laughs> oh, you should of the see, the by National the way, you Champions should see the game.
2: message board geniuses right now out there after seeing that the uh, presser got canceled. A lot of people saying, oh, yeah. well, they're, they're going to do all the stuff leading up to the game, but Florida State's going to boycott the game. I, 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 get, I get the point being made, but that's not going to happen. Let's be real with ourselves. There would be a hell of a, a, a lawsuit on their hands that they'd have to fight if they did that.
3: It'd be like in the UFC, right? Like if John Jones gets busted for the booger sugar or gets injured, he's still the champ. Then when he comes back, you know, he jumps in the octagon with the champ and he's got his belt. Or It was like when CM Punk came back and John Cena was the champ. They go head-to-head. That's what we could have. Florida State, you know, they get something figured out at quarterback, and then in a month they could play the winner of, in my opinion, what's going to be Washington and Michigan. I think Washington's going to upset Texas with those NFL wide receivers, and I think Michigan's going to roll Alabama. And it's, it's everybody's going to be tempted to take Bama. I think Michigan's the best team. The
2: I mean, the be- the best possible outcome for this is Florida State wins and they get to claim, like UCF did in 2017, that they're the national champs.
3: That's the best outcome. See, that's Okay, so that's what my cousin texted me. He was like, I'm pissed, but at the same time, you know, we're looking at it like this. We probably would have got smashed by Bama, Texas, any of those teams with our third string or backup quarterback. But, you know, if we're able to beat Georgia, who's not going to care about this game whatsoever, you know, now we could buy the T-shirts and we could, you know, call ourselves the undefeated champs. Yes. You know, we could, we could stick it to the NCAA. So I think that might be best case scenario for Florida state, but yeah, it still sucks, man. Because like, you know, college football, we wait all year for it. If you're a diehard, and if you have a team, like I'm a Notre Dame fan, but I didn't go to Notre Dame. So it's a little bit different, but like these, like Bama fans, man, LSU fans, SEC fans, you know, Hell, like any, like Memphis fans, like people, you you live for this, and you wait all year. You're on the message board, you know. You're watching the highlights to see who's the five star. You're watching high school film on YouTube, and then the season finally gets here. You finally go twelve and zero, and then you get left out of the college. Well, football you want playoff. the games to matter,
2: right? <laughs> and the game seemingly didn't matter.
3: It right. Was just that's ex- ex- that's the issue, man. And the other weird thing was, you know, like on the broadcast booger obviously you know trying to make the case for florida state is how especially with what's going on in the sec and espn taking over how everybody just like went after him man like joey galloway took it really personal for whatever reason it was mm-hmm. just a weird situation yeah. so i get the, i get the i get where the fans are pissed
2: for yeah. sure no doubt about it but ryan appreciate you joining we'll go ahead and get it done next week as well
4: yeah. <sighs> spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com